calling all running moms. Today, you get to hear from Holly Stevens. This lady is a mom of two. She is my best friend of 20 years, which that makes me feel so old saying that, but she is just an amazing woman, wife, again, mom of two little. She had two kids in two years, and she just ran a marathon a few months ago. She's here today to share her experience of training for that marathon, running that marathon, the obstacles she's faced. She actually, I'll let her share more of this, but she had major back surgery as a young kid in middle school, and she found running. She just fell in love with running from after that experience, trying to find a way to stay active. And so she's going to share that journey, her journey to a marathon after kids, what pelvic floor physical therapy did for her, how it helped her, how running helped her cope with all of the stressors of motherhood after the fact. And gosh, she's just going to be such an encouragement to you today. If you've ever thought about taking on a 5k or a half marathon or a full marathon, you are going to get so much out of this episode. Holly works part-time too, so her schedule is not this easy one to balance. Her and her husband are busy. Her little kids are busy. They've got family close by, so they're always doing something, yet she ran a marathon. So lace up those tennis shoes, lace up those running shoes, and let's get going on this episode. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get disciplined and lose weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. I believe that we mamas have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen no matter what, and do it in a way that inspires the world and sets a beautiful example of healthy living for our little ones. My mission is to help you uncover that ability and live a life of confidence and consistency. Hey, I'm Liz, and I've been where you are. I gained more than the suggested amount of weight in both of my pregnancies, but with sustainable habits, consistency, routine, and taking hold of my thoughts, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, truly break free from the perfectionism that is holding you back, and finally feel your best, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. It's time to get disciplined so you can live a life of consistency and true confidence, mama. We're about to transform your postpartum journey. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. Holly, I'm so excited to have you here today. Like I said, best friends for 20 years, which we were just talking about. And it blows my mind to think that it's been that long because I can't even like wrap my head around that kind of amount of time, but wife, mom, you just finished a marathon a few months ago. So you've done a lot. You're amazing. I obviously love you to death as my best friend, but tell everyone about you and your family and just who you are. Yeah. So I'm Holly. Um, Liz and I go way back. We have been friends. Gosh. Yeah. For 20 years. That is so wild. Um, so much has happened in that time. We've been through so many of like life's big moments which is really cool. But yeah, a little bit about us. I live back where Liz and I grew up in the Western suburbs of Chicago. I live there with my husband who works in student ministry at our church. Um, I'm a part-time hairstylist and we have two little ones. I have a daughter who's three and a son who's 19 months. 
And yeah, it's a little bit about me. What got you into running? Because going from an 18 month age gap between your pregnancies to how you're what, 16, 17 months postpartum when you were finished your marathon, uh, what got you, that's a long ways to go and a lot to overcome. So what initially got you into running when you first started running? So, um, when I first started running, I was trying to get back into a workout routine after Sawyer And I needed something to just really get me going. And I thought, well, why not do a marathon? (laughs) I've always wanted to do one. Um, And I've done many half marathons over the years. So I wanted to get back into better eating habits and more consistent workout routine. So yeah, I decided to do the marathon, even though it was absolutely crazy. I don't know how I was going to do it. But yeah, that's just what I wanted to do. I'll give a little like background here into how I got into running. But when I was in seventh grade, I had major scoliosis. And so I needed to have spinal fusion surgery to correct my uh, curvature, which by surgery was about 63 degrees. So when you think of like a right angle being 90 degrees, it was pretty severe. And so those years following surgery, I was just trying to find something that I could do in like long term to stay active and wouldn't put a lot of like pressure on my back. And so I enjoyed running. I ran cross country in middle school. So that is what I started to do. I would go down to the local track, run a lap, two laps, and then eventually that became a mile, two miles. And um, I really fell in love with running then. And so, yeah, that's kind of a little background how I got into running. So you've been running for a long time and I think it's a really easy form of fitness to get into because it's accessible to everyone. Right. So it's cool that you started that so early and it just kind of became this foundation of how you stay active. Were you able to stick with running through both of your pregnancies? What did that look like? Yeah. So I would run as long as I could. And it wasn't honestly probably by like 20 weeks, I felt like I couldn't do it anymore because I'd have to go to the bathroom so much. I was like, I can't keep leaving my house and having to turn around again. So I ran a little bit and I wouldn't do anything crazy, just, you know, a mile, two miles, maybe three at most just to stay active. I did a lot of that home workouts then too, but yeah, so I would continue to do it. And then after pregnancies, I would take my time. Like once I was cleared, I would start to do small runs, but I would also strength train a little bit just to get my core back to where it should be. Cause you don't want to start running too early. It can do some damage. I think with Isla, we were talking about how I did pelvic floor therapy that after Isla, it was like life-changing because I was having so many issues after her pregnancy. I was really frustrated and went to my doctor, like, what can I do? I was getting like, I won't get into this too much, but I was getting a lot of UTIs and I was just like, why is this happening? I take good care of myself. Um, and so he um, sent me to a specialist who then sent me to their pelvic floor therapist. And so she helped strengthen that whole area down there, um, which really got me into good shape running. And pelvic floor therapy is not something I even knew about before. I didn't know it was a thing. And that was so good. And so I take a lot of that after having Sawyer, all, all those exercises, I got started right away. And that helped me to um, start running and then training for a marathon. 
So you kind of just took what you learned after Isla. And I remember we talked because I didn't start going to pelvic floor physical therapy yeah. until my second was born. And I was I like, know. oh, my back hurts. Yes. And and you were just such a proponent of that. So it was encouraging to hear that coming from you saying it's helped me yeah. so much. So definitely if you're a mom and you struggle with anything core wise or back pain or incontinence or even UTIs, like I didn't know that was pelvic floor related, but all of it is so important. It might be common, but it's not normal. Right. Yeah. So Absolutely. That's the first thing that my therapist told me. She's like, yeah, I mean, so many people say, oh, you know, I have it too. It's normal. It's like, no, it's common, but it's not normal. It can be fixed. They can help you with that. So it's an option for anyone. Did it make running doable for you having gone through? Cause I know a lot of, (laughs) I ran a 5k with my mom when I was in like elementary school. And I remember near the finish line, she was like, yeah, I had to go to the bathroom because I had you three kids. (laughs) I had to pee my pants. And I was like, that just happens. So did it affect you running at all? Or did that really? I mean, after Isla, I felt it a little bit, especially during like pelvic floor therapy, but after Sawyer and doing all the exercises, they did a few treatments on me. I had no issues at all after Sawyer. I really have to stop to use the bathroom, which was really good because I thought for sure that would happen just having two kids and running for such a long amount of time, but no, it really, it really did help. Wow. That's awesome. Did you, how soon did you get back into running? When did you, you had them in May. When did you start actually running again? So I probably started running again a few months after he was born. I would say that next fall. So he was born May of 2020. I was hoping earlier to start working out again and I just never got around to it. Life was crazy and I was, you know, not eating well. I wasn't feeling myself. I really struggled after Sawyer. And so I was like, I just need to start working out again, start running. So little by little, I would go on a really slow mile run and I would just build myself up from there. The Chicago Marathon, the time frame to open up because of it being pushed back a whole year. They didn't have it in 2020. They had the, it was trying to remember it was maybe like December um, of 2020 they opened it back up for that next fall Um, so I was like you know what I'm gonna enter like this is something I've always wanted to do now seems like an absolutely crazy time like I had just had Sawyer (laughs) Um, life is crazy and busy with um, our jobs and raising two kids but I was like you know what there's no better time than now we're just gonna get busier as they get older and something I really, really wanted to do and to prove myself, I could get back on track. So I signed up, I got in and then it became real. I had a few months. I didn't start training till that next June. And then the marathon was in October. So I had some time to really like think, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get this done? So that was kind of the time frame of the marathon when I started running. What did your training look like? Did you follow a training plan? Did you work with a marathon coach? And then around your guys' jobs, I mean, I talk a lot about how my routine, I put that in quotes because it's different day to day. So what did your training look like? And what did you, how did you train? Did you follow a plan? How did that all go? I did. Yeah. So I followed a plan. So the Chicago Marathon sent out with one of their sponsors, Nike, they have an app. And so they have a marathon training plan. So I was like, Oh, that's great. It's already structured for me. I'm just going to follow that. And I followed it like not to a T I worked it into how, and they make it that way. So you can work it into whatever your schedule is. So I had cross training days. I had 
easy run days, long run days, tempo run, speed workouts, track workouts. And so at the start of a week, I would just look at my week, see what was going on and try to fit in a workout where it seemed to work and I had the time for. And of course, as time went on, you know, things happen, the day is not as you planned. And so I would just, you know, be like, okay, you know what? I let go of expectations. It's not going to be the workout I thought I was going to get in today, but I'll just do something. It's better than nothing. Yeah. So I followed that training plan, which made it really easy because the work was done for me. I just had to look up the workout. Oh, okay. This is what I'm doing. And then um, go from there. Was there a lot of planning and communication you had to have with your husband to make sure you could, because I mean, got to have some long runs in there, right? <laughs> totally. That was the hardest part. So every day, you know, it'd be hard because they'd be like, yeah, so I've got like 16 miles to run today. <laughs> like you just worked all day. I was home with the kids all day. We're tired. I'm sure the last thing we want to do is just like, I'm going to be gone for three hours. And uh, so, yeah, no, communication was the biggest and probably one of the hardest things when people ask me like how training was communication was key. And so, yeah, figuring out schedules. And of course he had workouts he wanted to get into. So we would just have to talk a lot a lot to figure out when I could go run or some early mornings, some late yeah. at night. Yeah. Oh, all times of day. I would try to get up early with the kids or before the kids got up, but oh, some mornings it was just hard. So then it'd be later in the night or afternoon to evening. And I think like at the end, the time was, did we have the time change in October? It must've been October. I just remember okay. it getting darker earlier. So I'd have to like be back before it was too dark. So then I would really have to try to get it out in the morning, but that was tough, but you just kind of, you make it work and figure, figure out the best times to go. Totally. And when you set your mind to something, I think this is part of why we're best friends, (laughs) but when you set your mind to something, when you have a deep down reason that you want to do this, you figure it out and while you were talking about the plan that you found to follow that the Chicago marathon sent out, it brought me back to my triathlon days because I was brand new to triathlon. I wasn't any professional. I mean, I don't have any expertise in triathlon coaching. Like I just was showing up and doing workouts that I found for like training plans that I found for free online, but it's a matter of going, okay, here it is. It's laid out for me. I'm going to make it work and follow it and be flexible where I can and just trust in the process. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, you totally have to trust the process. Every day is not going to be what you pictured. It's not going to be the perfect workout. I did so many workouts with my kids running around me. I took the double Bob on many runs (laughs) and that makes it, I mean, that's even more of a workout person like like, 90 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm running a few miles here and I'm pushing the stroller, then my longer runs are going to seem so easy when I don't have a stroller. <laughs> Such a good mindset. <laughs> yeah, totally. So you, flexibility is like, yeah, you have to have it to get through it. But yeah, like you said, when something is set on your heart and I wanted this so bad, you'll make it happen. Absolutely. After Sawyer was born, you just emotionally had a harder time than you did after your first. How did running help with that? And was that part of what added to the drive of showing up every single day, every day that you had something on your training plan? Yes, it was. So after Sawyer was born, I struggled a lot postpartum. It was a completely different postpartum journey than Isla. She was very easy baby. She slept through the night, like one month. 
after her, I was like, I could have like 10 more kids. <laughs> like, this is awesome. I loved it. Um, Sawyer um, was, it was just different after him. I think you just, now you have two. So he also didn't sleep till the through the night till he was one. So it was, I was very sleep deprived. <laughs> he was up like two to three times a night, almost every night. And so it really wore on me mentally. And so I struggled a lot with postpartum anxiety and rage, which is so hard to admit. And I totally did not expect that, especially after my first postpartum. I just needed something to drive me to do this marathon. And so I wanted to eat better. I wanted to start getting consistent workout because I knew that would help me mentally because I was not in a good place. I knew those things would help me. And so as soon as I started to, and it was baby steps, like I would do little runs, little 20 minute at home workouts, all those just adding up started to make a huge difference. It really helped to clear my mind and to get my mind right. So yeah, that was a big motivation is to just be in a better state. Running truly helped me become a better mom and a better wife and just really focus my time on them. It helped so much. That's so important because it's easy to get caught up in our thoughts and what's going on day to day. I'm no therapist or psychologist or anything, but I can so easily see in myself when I get caught in that mundane routine. If I don't check myself with something outside of the norm or something that's for me, like my workout or going on a run or a long walk or whatever that takes me out of that space. Yeah. You can so easily get caught up in those like thoughts and feelings and rage. It's so funny hearing, not funny, but ironic hearing you say that because if, if any of you knew Holly in real <laughs> life, you'd be like, no way she gets angry. <laughs> her, but it's so real. And we were talking about that the other week, how I think I've dealt with a lot of that, just anger too. And for me, at least it's because I've lost a lot of control and I don't have control over so many things, especially once the second came into play. So I love that you found the outlet in running. Obviously training got long near the end with longer runs. Did you ever deal with thoughts of, is this selfish? Am I taking too much time away from my family? I think that's one of the biggest struggles for moms with working out in general, but then marathon training. Yes. How did you deal with those thoughts? I had so many doubts often times throughout training and like, oh, you know what? I just don't think this is the right time. Too much is happening right now. We went through a lot of changes of family. A lot of things came up um, over my training that just really kind of let me feel like this is not supposed to happen right now. Like I need to stay home. I need to focus on the kids. Um, but at the same time, I was like, no, like I know I can do this. And if I can do this, I can really show myself that I can do this no matter what's going on, no matter what your circumstances are. And if it's something you really want, you can make it happen. And so, yeah, training's not at all what I thought it would be. We went through so much as a family during that time. When I crossed the finish line at the marathon, it just made it that much like sweeter. Like, okay, we went through so much and I was able to still train and get through it and cross the finish line. Yeah, training was, it was tough. It wasn't an easy, um, an easy journey. Tell us about your marathon. Tell us about the day. What was the marathon like? I feel like it's almost like a birth story where you got like the beginning. <laughs> oh yes. I mean, I still know my Ironman that I finished. I could tell you 
that whole, it, just like my birth stories, I could tell you that whole thing. So tell us about your, what's your marathon yes. story? Oh my gosh. Well, that's funny you say that because I felt kind of bad, but when people would ask me about it, I'd be like, you know what? I wouldn't say it's, it's definitely not better than the births of my children, but it's right up there. It's right there. <laughs> I always um, say the finish line comes in number three after yes. the birth of my children. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, but it was so cool. Chicago marathon. I had always heard that it was a really good one to run, especially as your first marathon. Well, one it's flat, so it's pretty like there's no elevation. (laughs) And then two, just the, like the city is so fun. All the neighborhoods you run through, people are just cheering for you. People you don't know, you feel like one big family running out there. And so that was just the coolest experience. I like to run with music. So I had my headphones in, but like I off, I like would turn it off. I turn it down because hearing everyone cheering, it's just, it's so cool. Um, and it's what keeps you going. Cause like, gosh, there were many times in the marathon. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this? And there's people coming up behind you, like patting you on the back. Like you can do this, keep going. So it was, it was so cool. It was exhilarating. Uh, everyone talks about hitting a wall and I hit the wall hard at mile like 21. It was also the race conditions that day weren't great. I didn't think they were like too bad, but by the end, when you're 21 miles in, it was hot. The weather was weird for Chicago. It's usually a perfect cool day. It was hot and it was kind of spitting rain at certain points. Parts of the course are kind of slippery because of it too. So that was, that was crazy, but I was like, I've gotten this far. I'm going to keep going. And I, yeah, it was just, it was so cool. What time did you start? Did you come out the gates really fast? How did you have to check your mindset throughout the race to keep yourself at a good pace? I remember I was watching your tracker and I was like, she is slaying these first few miles. I was looking at your splits. Like I would be dead after running a half a mile at that pace. So how did the first few miles, it was like the first half of the race, like before the wall. Yes. Before the wall. So coming into this marathon, I originally had wanted to like finish it in a certain time and be at a certain pace. But um, throughout training and everything that happened, I just kind of had to let go of all those expectations. But a month before uh, the marathon, we, my family got COVID. And so I was like, you know what, how am I going to run this four weeks later? I can't push myself too hard. Uh, and I set my training back a lot, a little bit too, because I missed my long run and I had to do it two weeks out from the marathon. You typically want to do it like three to four weeks out from the marathon. So I, needless to say, I just, I had to let go of all my expectations for timing and pace. But when I got to the start line, they do a wave start. So based on the time that you think you'll finish is when you start. So there were, I don't know, there were many waves of runners. So I think by the time I started, it was maybe like 8.30. I can't remember exactly what time it was. But I definitely, I told myself, I was like, don't go out too fast. I know that. That's the number one thing everyone says. And I didn't feel like I was going fast, but when I looked back, I was going too fast. <laughs> so yeah, I went out a little fast, but then I kind of, I was like, all right, check myself, go a little slower. I, I, I slowed it down a bit, but I really felt like, I think because the atmosphere of like all the runners and all the, the crowd, it really kept me going. So I did, I went out a lot faster than I thought, um, I would. I went faster than I thought, especially because I had let go of like, I wasn't going to watch 
look at my watch and like see what I was going. I just wanted to go by the feel of how I was and, and just get to the finish no matter what happened between the first mile to the 26th mile. Yeah. Did you do a lot of your training by feel or did you use a lot of like heart rate, distance, no, pace? How did you train? All by feel. Um, I would cool. look at my paces and I, they were pretty consistent. So I knew like where I was at, but I did it all by feel next time around. <laughs> I definitely, I've learned so much through this first marathon. I would like to do that. Um, I've seen like, there are so many running coaches like through Instagram. It's like, Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Like I would like to get my goal time eventually. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I would do a lot more like heart rate pace, um, watching my pace and then tempo run all those different kind of workouts will help you get faster or like stay on track. So, um, but yeah, I do it mostly on field. And a lot of that was just circumstances throughout training. I was like, I can't, I don't have it as much time as I would like to devote to this, mm-hmm. maybe in a different phase of life, but I, I, but that's okay. Like I didn't, I didn't really care. I just wanted to do this and prove to myself that I could do it. I think it's neat that you did a lot of your training by feel because it helped you tune into your body more, which obviously one month out, what your family went through health wise, you had to be able to respond to what your body needed. And I'm sure during the race feeling like physical feelings came up, being able to tune into that. What do I need? How do I need to respond to this feeling in my body right now? is so important. And it brought me back to the Ironman that I did because partway through that marathon at the end of that, my body just like, it was done. And I had to do a lot of that letting go of. I thought of you so much during the marathon too, because I was like, okay, Liz did this, but she also swam and biked before this. I was like, how? It was a different, it was a different season pre-kids. Right. (laughs) That's how. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But it becomes a mental game. Totally. Like there's a point where your body's just like, you are exhausted and like, you don't know how your legs are going to keep moving, but yeah, you just gotta, yeah, it becomes a mental game. Like I can, I can do this. I break it down in my head. I know you're a numbers person. We talked about this, mm-hmm. but like I, I had like 10 miles to go. I'm like, okay, that's five miles twice. I can do this. <laughs> Love it. At mile 21, when you hit that wall, what was going through your head? What battles were you going through in your mind and what got you past that? Because you hear of people quitting, you hear of people walking, what went through that and how did you move past it? Yeah. So mile 21, I did start to walk run. Like I would walk run through all the aid stations and I was frustrated because I was cramping and I did like everything. I, I take gels. Like I felt like I like hydrated well and took my gels at the right time. So I was like, why is this not working? (laughs) Like I was just frustrated, but I just ran, walked until I felt like the cramping going away. And eventually by like mile 25, I was like, you know what? I can do this. (laughs) Like I'm so close. I'm not just, I, I didn't want to walk either. So that was part of like why I was frustrated, but I was like, oh my gosh, this is so silly. I'm here and I'm doing this. Not many people can say that. And there were people dropping left and right because of weather conditions. It was a little bit hotter. And um, I saw stretchers on the side of the road and so many people walking around me. So I was just, it, I had to like let go of all of that and be like, all right, I'm here now. I'm still able to keep going. Yeah. And then that finally got me through and I was able to finish. What did it feel like seeing your kids at the finish line? The 
best part. <laughs> I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it, but oh, yeah. tell us about well, it. Well, if anyone's done a marathon and you've gotten to fight, you've done the training, you got to the marathon, I'm sure many points, at least for me, there were some points that I would start choking up. Like I would choke up if I would see someone like a family cheering for another runner at mile like 15. I'm like, there's still so much to go, but like, I'm already crying. <laughs> It was funny. And I was like, my, oh, my emotions were all over the place. Uh, but no, I started to choke up a little bit towards the end because I knew I would see my kids, which I'm like, without them and my husband and the support through the whole training and my kids really were what motivated me to do this because I wanted to be in a better spot mentally, physically. So that was the best part is just seeing them, hugging them. They were you know, playing with the metal. They're like, Ooh, what's this? They were trying it on. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just them being like, good job. Like you did it. Like we knew you would do it, but you did it. And so that was really rewarding. That was honestly worth everything we went through to get there. So are you going to do it again? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I just found out the other week I got into next year's marathon. Woo-hoo! So yeah, congrats. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm like, you know what? When I signed up again at the end of the race, they opened up the lottery weeks after the marathon, like so soon. I didn't know they do it so soon. So when I got the email, I was like, oh my gosh, I learned so much because I would like to, you know, challenge myself more and fix some things that I could do better next time. And so I signed up, got in. I don't know what next year that time's going to look like. I, I can defer to the next year if I want, but I th- really do want to do it. Yeah, training will start up again in June and yeah, we'll see what happens along the way there. Absolutely. What will you do between now and June when you really ramp up with training? What do you do in that off season? Yeah. So right now, so after the marathon, I wanted to keep up how, I mean, I got to 26. I wanted to keep running those longer miles and I didn't, I totally took a month off (laughs) of doing nothing. I wanted my body to heal after that fully. Um, I really didn't have any injuries or issues after just like little things like my knee bothers me just a little bit, but no big injuries. So um, just two weeks ago, I started doing just little workouts. I work out 20 minutes in the basement, maybe like four or five times a week. I try to do it like when the kids are napping or if I get up early enough. Most times, though, they are watching me and working out with me, which is (laughs) It's fun, but uh, the workouts last a little bit longer because (laughs) they're uh, wanting snacks or want me to put a different show on or whatever, but that, and I'm just running to keep up my endurance. I'm not doing anything crazy. I won't amp it up till the spring, just trying to maintain some strength in the meantime. That's so doable. I love hearing that because one, the workouts that you're doing at home so relatable with taking a little bit longer than 20 minutes and kids running around. But when it comes to what you're doing pre marathon training is so doable for any typical mom out there. Who's like, wow, a marathon seems like a lot to take on, but it sounds so motivating. And I kind of want to do it like being in that place you were at a year ago before you signed up. So I hope that encourages someone listening today, just that wherever you're at right now, if you want to run a marathon eight months from now, nine months from now, you're capable. Yeah, You are capable. So where can everyone find you and follow you? I'm sure there's a handful of moms out there that want to run a 5k or half marathon or a full marathon. So where can they find you and just connect with you to ask you any questions they have? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. My DMS are open. Feel free to ask me questions. Um, I love talking about it. So yeah, I'm on Instagram. 
Holly C. Stevens, I think is what I should know what, what I'm under about. Holly I linked it below for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can reach out to me there and I would be more than happy to talk about it. I am. If you're in the Chicago area and you need your hair done, your girl yeah, Holly is the one to go to. <laughs> I wish yeah. I looked closer. Kills me. <laughs> I work at a salon and I love doing hair too. It's what I do when I'm at home with the kiddos. So um, yeah, come get your hair done. <laughs> yes. So last question that I like to ask my guests, tough love. You're on the tough love mom podcast, right? The definition of tough love is expressing love to someone else in a straightforward manner for their well-being. So basically being straightforward with someone in love because you care about them. So with that in mind, what's one thing you want to leave these mamas with? What's one encouragement you want to give them before we sign off? Oh my goodness. Yes. That is so good. I love that you're doing that by the way, because tough love is so needed. I think that's really what helps a person accomplish their goals. And um, so anyways, I would say don't be discouraged by your situation and your circumstances because it was for so many people. The last few years have been really tough and you can, you can do whatever it is on your mind, whatever goals that you have. Like for me, it was a marathon. You can do it. You can do hard things. Um, so yeah, I just want to encourage anyone, no matter what you're going through to try to reach those goals. Yes. Do the hard things. And the, the weird part about that is the hard things make you better and they make you feel better and show up better. Yes. So, and you are living proof of that. So thank you so much for coming on today, Holly. I hope everyone goes Good. and finds you and asks their questions, grabs any playlists that you have for marathon training. And yeah, again, one. <laughs> you do. I do. I oh. made it the night before the marathon. I was like, you know what? I need a, pay- I need a playlist. What am I doing? <laughs> is it on Spotify? We'll link it below if it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is on Spotify. All right. I got you. Sweet. Thank you so much, Holly. (laughs) My goodness. If you have any desire, any little inkling in your heart to run any type of race, to take on any sort of challenge, you should be encouraged because like Holly said, it's not easy doing hard things, but those hard things are worth doing. You get better from them. You grow from them. You become a better mom, a better wife. It is so healing and it is so strengthening for your body and for your mindset. So take on whatever challenge it is that you feel called to do in this new year. You are so capable, like Holly said. So again, go find her on Instagram. If you've got any questions about running, about marathon training, about life with kids and trying to balance the the training schedule, whatever it is, go reach out to her on Instagram. Her IG is linked below. So make sure you go connect with her, give her some love. Thank her for today's episode. And again, go get after it. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.